What could the Minnesota Wild roster look like in 2025-2026? There is a lot of room for interpretation. We discuss on today's episode of Locked on Wild. You're locked on wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What is happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Wild your first listen each and every day. If this is your first time tuning into Locked On Wild, we are glad to have you and hope you stick with us through the rest of the offseason and beyond. If you are one of the everydayers that tunes in each and every day of the week, we're glad to have you back. On today's episode of Lockdown Wild, Alex Micheletti joins us as we take a look at what the 2025-2026 roster could look like when all the money opens up. We'll take a look at who will still be here and who amongst the Wild prospects could be making their mark on the NHL roster by then. My name is Seth Topal, your daily Minnesota Wild insider. Joining us for another Monday appearance is Alex Micheletti. Alex, happy Monday, and uh, we are gazing ahead in the crystal ball today to try to figure out what this roster may look like as we get closer to that magic 2025-2026 season in which the money's all there and the ability to fully go at this thing uh, finally exists. And so going to be interesting today because there is a whole lot of different ways that this could go. Yeah, hundred percent. And uh, maybe the by that time too, uh, the number one center issue can <laughs> can finally start to be over. <laughs> Multiple decades of of wanting a number one center. <laughs> we'll see. You know, maybe one of the prospects emerges to you know to take that spot. But uh, at least there's money available there to actually go after uh, one and. Uh, you know, maybe look at the trade market too to try to get um, one here as well. Yeah, let's let's start by looking at the goalie room. We'll we'll take a look at each each facet, offense, defense, and the goalies as well, because it feels like there is a logical way for this to go, and the way that the Wild want it to go is that Jesper Volstead ends up being that guy. Uh, if you end up signing Philip Gustafson to a uh, a three-year deal here um, or, or whatever his, his extension ends up being. If you go to arbitration, if you end up with a one-year extension, whatever it may be, um, it is possible that both him and Volstead will be up at the same time. But I think in even assuming that that happens, assuming that they're both up here, it seems pretty likely that, they both wouldn't be extended in tandem, right? Or is there a possibility that if they both are up, that that just continues to be your tandem for a few years? Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't think you see both here. Uh, honestly, I mean, you're you're seeing uh, some teams run into that issue right now. You, you can take a look at the Boston Bruins uh, and uh, you know Allmark and Swayman. They're <laughs> they're going to have to figure out who they want to pay and who they are going to going to have to get rid of or try to, you know, get, you know, good assets because they're, 
as we've seen in this league, <laughs> the goaltending can be a big time issue. So there's teams always looking for, for a goalie. And so it kind of makes sense that Gustafson kind of bridges the gap, you know, for Jesper to be ready once, uh, once he has another, you know, full year in Iowa. I, I don't think you want him up here unless, unless, you know, like we've talked about in the past where there becomes a long-term, long-term injury issue or just <laughs> desperate uh, that you would need him up here. And so, you know, I think, I think he just is the, is the bridge goalie. Um, and, you know, Gus, you know, he's, what had half a half a season basically, or one one year as the as the as a full time you know uh, guy yeah or, you know one um, a one b starter and so we'll see if he can keep it going you know uh, you you can take a look at a guy that uh, you know signed a contract um, you know after half after having one good season in Villy Huso and then the wheels kind of fell off this season so. It, you know, you never know with goaltending. It it can be a roller coaster, and so you don't want to overpay a guy. The Wild had never really overpaid for a goalie before, so yeah, you know, I could see it. You know, just being a, another uh, just a one year prove it deal for him, and then then we'll see. You know, they might have to to trade him, and they could, you know, depending on how how he does this season, could get some good assets for him too. It will be very interesting because I have a scenario kind of in my head of let's assume that they do sign Gustafson to like, let's just say a three-year deal just because Mm -hmm. then this makes this scenario nice and neat is that this season then Gustafson's your one, Mm -hmm. Flurry is your backup. We're we're moving away from the 1A, 1B, I think, in that Flurry is, is in the probably final season of his career. Clear backup at this point. And so you go Flurry, uh, you go Gustafson one, Flurry backup. Then next season, after Volstead has had hopefully most of the year in Iowa to just continue to grow, continue to get starts in and to work into a rhythm, then you go with Gustafson one and Volstead two. And at that point then is when the change happens. You give Volstead the opportunity to learn at the NHL level, keep him at the NHL level that second season the entire time, and um, let him do his thing. Then the flip happens, and that's when I think you you see what you can get for Gustafson because if Volstead ends up being the guy that they want him to be, He'll be that clear-cut number one, and so you then at that point can be a little bit more selective with how you handle the backup because the assumption is going to be that if Volstead is like an Andre Vasilevsky, that then he is making like 55, 60 starts. And at that point, rookie goalie as the backup, older vet, there are a lot of options that don't necessarily need to be a like clear cut, you, you just don't need to necessarily spend the money on that. But then again, we have seen teams that have um, had to get to the postseason with multiple goalies. Just mm-hmm. ask the Vegas goal of the Knights. They got there with like four. So it, it is kind of a, a tread cautiously, but I do think then, assuming they'd mo- do more of a long-term deal with Gustafson, 
I think he will be traded by the end of that deal just because you figure that Volstead will be the guy and and you just you move him at that point. Yeah, I mean, you, you don't spend that high of a pick on a guy that you think is going to be a you know backup. You you know you 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 you're expecting him to be you know, a decade plus starting goaltender in the NHL when you're picking that high and a guy with Jesper and, you know, just based on his progression at, you know, every level so far, he's looked, he looks, he's looked great. I mean, he was, uh, you know, he just played in the world championships too. And he looked, looked awesome there. He actually played against um, Marco Rossi there. Um, So that was, that was kind of interesting to see him play against a, you know, a, a teammate. And so, yeah, the future is so bright uh, for, for him. And, uh, you know, like like we've talked about, just has to get more comfortable into the pro uh, game over here and, um, you know, keep uh, keep having success down there in Iowa. And, you know, they've they've kind of struggled as a team uh, as a whole, not not entirely his fault. But, uh, you know, they're, they'll be having a new coaching staff uh, there. And Brett McLean is going to be um, the head man down there. And so. Um, it'll be nice to, you know, because he can, he know, he can get guys to the, to the NHL there. He was, <laughs> he coached the, with the wild. And so I think it was the, the perfect hire um, to help, um, you know, get, get uh, the prospects ready uh, to, to help in St. Paul because they're going to need them, you know, as we know with the, uh, <laughs> with the buyout money still lingering. And so, um, you know, I think that's why they went with the change is because they were not, happy with uh how guys are developing um and so hopefully uh, that new voice can can help and uh, get get these guys prepared most definitely the last thing that i'll add on the goalie side is volstead is on his elc right now and that runs through the 2024-2025 season so by the end of next season by the end of this season you want him to be up at the NHL level full time so that you can give him a full season to just get his starts in. And so that kind of, I think, coincides further with that timeline. Assuming we're, we're still waiting on the, uh, the Gustafson contract news, and it, it sounds like this could drag on past the draft. And so pretty much all of it hinges on what happens there. Um, now that is a little more kind of murky picture to try to define. Um, I think the other pieces of this team will be a little easier to see how this plays out. And so we'll move to the defensive side of the ice and look at what that pairing, uh, those pairings may look like as we continue today's episode of Lockdown Wild after this. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. 
Continuing today's episode of Lockdown Wild, once again, thanks for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. For the everydayers, we've got a double feature for you coming up tomorrow. We'll get through two evals uh, as we continue to uh, get those finished up. Uh, John Merrill and Alex Goligoski. So uh, that will be that will be fun, I'm sure. But uh, continuing to power through those so that once we uh, once we get into next week for the draft. Uh, we're all set and ready to rock. We can bring you a few episodes leading up to the draft. Then we'll have a little bit of a look at free agency. And then after that, we kind of start to shift our focus towards next year as well. So continuing to just keep the uh, keep the ball rolling here at Lockdown Wild. Now, Alex, as we continue our chat, looking ahead on this roster, I think defense might be the easiest part of this process to look at because everybody's pretty much locked in. If we look at the uh, defensive side of the puck, you've got Spurgeon and Brodeen. They're locked in well past 2025-2026. Jake Middleton will be an unrestricted free agent after the 2024-2025 season, as will John Merrill. Alex Goligoski will have been an unrestricted free agent after next season. And so some of those pieces on that back end start to really fall off, but you have a lot of the cost. um, You have a lot of the cost already, already slotted in. And so I guess the biggest question here is, do we see Jake Middleton gets extended again, or do the wilds opt to just, fill from within that prospect pool. I mean, defensively, you've got Kyle Masters, you've got Carson Lambos, you've got Ryan O'Rourke, you've got Damon Hunt. You've got a lot of names that are going to be on ELCs through that 2025-2026 season. And so the big question there is beyond Spurgeon and Brodeen, do you think we see the Wild defensively just fill from within? Yeah, you're, at some point, they're going to have to. I mean, they have so much talent on the uh, back end in their prospect pool. That's probably the, you know, if you look at all the positions that they have, that's where they have the most depth. They're probably going to have to trade a couple guys because you can't can't fit everybody. But you'd love to see a guy like Carson Lambos get a shot there. Um, he has some size, um, you know, good grit. And, you know, I think he could definitely fill that Milton role, um, you know, he's been great uh, here. <laughs> that was a shrewd move made by Bill Guerin to get him here from San Jose, who's in a tank mode. Uh, so it was nice, nice to get, uh, uh, get a guy like that. Um, at, uh, you know, at some point you want to take a look at these prospects. Uh, I'm really high on Jack Pert too. Uh, just watching him uh, as, cl- as close as I do with, with college hockey. He's, he's had a great career at, at St. Cloud and he, I mean, he looks like he's, uh, going to be a pro um, player for sure. And so I'm excited for his development. You know, of course, you got Brock Faber, too, who's just only going to get better in a, in a top four role, hopefully, here and just continue um, you know, his progression. And so, uh, yeah, but you got, yeah, like you said, Masters, too, who who's looked great in, in junior hockey. So, yeah, the, the future's bright on the back end, and um, they're going to need some of these cheaper contracts just because you're paying Spurgeon and Brodine a ton of money. Yeah. Right now, so, and yeah. I wonder, too, if we see, and I, I would still say of the two, I would still say that Brodine has 
more, still more of the value for the contract that he signed. He's younger. His contract is cheaper. And so I would say of the two that if one of them is to be moved, it still probably feels like it's Jared Spurgeon, right? Yeah. I was debating that, uh, you know, you could probably get a ton more for Brodeen just because he's such a unique player. I mean, he doesn't, uh, he doesn't score at all. He's not an offensive defenseman, but uh, I don't know. It's, it's tough. These two, you know, we hear it all the time. Uh, They are good enough to get you into the playoffs, but in the playoffs, you know, that it it seems to be a different story for those two, uh, especially Spurgeon had a really tough series against against Dallas. So did Brodeen. Brodeen didn't look, <laughs> didn't look great either. Uh, but you're locked in with these guys. You, you'd have to ask them for, to, to move them. But uh, yeah, I, you know, it, that's, that's a tough one. That's a, that's a 50, 50, but uh, you know, Spurgeon, uh, you know, he's, you know, brilliant in the regular season. Just, it seems like he gets beat up a lot in in the playoffs, but you know, hopefully they can, <laughs> can turn around still in their, in their times here with, with both of them. Most definitely. And the other part of this equation, too, is that you can find those back-end guys. It seems like you can find a third-pairing defenseman quite easily. And so it doesn't necessarily have to be John Merrill. I I would be shocked if Goligoski, A, signs another contract after his is done. I think it's trending way towards he's just done at that point. And I I get the feeling that I think the John Merrill situation is going to end the same way that Dmitry Kulikov's did in which there just is a, a surprise kind of trade that comes out of nowhere. I know he's very well liked by the team is a good, a good presence on the team, but it just feels like it's hard to kind of come back from being benched down the stretch and like just reinserted into the lineup. Although, unless something happens, it seems like that's exactly where we're headed. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, it's him and uh, and our our guy Kalen Addison too. It's just uh, uh, when you get benched like that, it, it you know, and the coach, um, you know, it, it has no faith in either of them. You know, that it's tough tough to get back in the lineup and. Yeah, both of those guys might get moved, uh, but it, it's also hard too. To is there a market for those type of guys too? Yeah. You're gonna have to, uh, you know, get get lucky with a team that's willing to take on uh, those contracts. It's the same thing with Goligoski. I'm sure Bill Guerin would love to move him right now, but you're gonna have to find a team. Uh, you know, it's, so you're you're looking at teams that have a ton of cap space and are are <laughs> just. Uh, have no plans really to to win a cup uh, might need a veteran player or you know take a chance on a younger guy like Kalen Addison so you're you're reaching out to the Arizonas of the world the the Anaheims uh San Jose you know so it's just like bottom of the barrel teams you probably aren't going to get a whole lot back but you know to get get them off the books you know that's that's the ultimate goal yeah that's that's the real reward is take this contract so we don't have to deal with it anymore um and we'll 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 do that for relatively cheap just so that we can get that done seventh round draft pick anything i i I would take that at this point if if it meant that john merrill's contract is off the books (laughs) but it, it is it is interesting because 
there are a lot of intriguing names that uh, that could help, especially defensively. I think those top three guys that we discussed, Faber, Masters, and Lambos, the most likely, which means that maybe that ends up being your uh, your third pairing is Masters and Lambos. Give them a chance to uh, to get some NHL experience. Faber obviously is going to be in the top four, destined to be, I think, higher up than that, maybe even a top two. Um, and so it, it seems like there are more answers defensively than there are offensively. There are a lot of questions on the offensive side. And so we'll finish today's episode by trying to tackle just what the top six, what the bottom six looks like in 2025, 2026. That's on the way after this. Final segment of today's episode of Lockdown Wild. Once again, thanks for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day for the everydayers. Make sure that you tune in as we continue our player evals. We'll talk John Merrill and Alex Goligoski, and uh, we'll pivot off of this a little bit as to kind of what comes next for those guys uh, here this upcoming season. Alex Micheletti joining us today, and we are going to finish by talking about the offense because there is a lot of potential movement offensively that uh, we could see for this team. In fact, only four players will be on the roster at that point, at least definitively. Kirill Kaprizov will be in the final year of his deal uh, in 2025-2026. You also have Matt Boldy, Jewel Erickson Eck, and Freddie Goudreau all locked into contracts. And so let's just, uh, let's just tackle the big question first. Matt Zuccarello is 35. He will be an unrestricted free agent at the end of this season. Marcus Foligno is 31. He will also be an unrestricted free agent at the end of this season. And I'll throw Ryan Hartman in as well. Hartman is uh, going to be an unrestricted free agent. He's 28 right now. Do you see any of those three being given a mid-level uh, extension to stay around for maybe one or two more years? Or do we see the likes of uh, some of the prospects? Adam Beckman, for one. Marco Rossi, obviously. Liam Ogren. Uh, do we see those guys start to take those spots? Yeah, I, th- I think you start the youth movement for sure. <laughs> uh, and I, just the way Zuccarello played down the stretch, it was awful. Yeah. He, he had an awful playoff too. Um, he had that one, one good game uh, where he stepped up, but other than that, it was it was brutal, brutal second half for him. But uh, you, you have to start letting these young guys, um, you know, make it. And you know, I could see them re-signing Ryan Hartman. Uh, you know, but uh, uh, they need some of that younger talent to help Krill, um, and uh, you know. Hopefully they have a, another extension for Krill um, ready to go before before that end of that season, just so um, they, they can figure out cap wise what what they have after that. Um, and you know, hopefully you could see Boldy playing with Kaprizov. You know that, that every time they played together, you know a little bit, uh, you know it was electric, and obviously they're you know fun to watch on the on the power play too. So yeah, I'd love to see that pair play together at some point. Um. And I would say this, if you're going to look at potentially having Hartman re-up for a couple of years, I would say then don't 
for Marcus Foligno. Um, let his deal go. I, I, I would be amenable to. Well, and then the other thing is you you don't have any money to do it. I was <laughs> going to say I would be amenable to maybe a one year extension for Zuccarello if he plays well this season. But right. again, let's let's just go down the names of the players that could be here by um, by the time that uh, that we get to 2025, 2026. I mean, Liam Ogren, from what we have been told, uh, Gabe Foley, uh, last week's guest talking NHL draft, discussed this a little bit, uh, said Ogren looks fantastic. He, he's looking really good. And so I think there is real good chance that uh, that we see him by the time his ELC is up, obviously you hope that's the case. But I would say within the next two years, I think there's a real good chance that we see him. Adam Beckman will be a restricted free agent after this year. I think the organization likes what he does a lot, and so I'll be shocked if he's not retained. And then you look at some of the other names. I mean, Marco Rossi, a restricted free agent after 2024, 2025. So he's going to get a spot. Um I would be really shocked if he doesn't get one this year, but you know it, it, the roster this season is pretty full, so I would like to see it because I think I think you and I are hitting on the overall general theme here is that you have to start this youth movement to get some of these guys looks so that you know what you have because it's going to be a mostly blank canvas by the time 2025 2026 rolls around and so you got to get those guys the looks so that you can separate who are the like these are definite nhlers these are maybe fringe guys and these guys can't help us at all right yeah 100 percent. and then uh you can start to uh, see them hopefully make uh, you know deeper runs uh, because they can mix in this high end talent with uh, some free agents or actually make some trades that are that are viable to the team uh, guys that can produce big time uh, when it comes to the to the playoffs. Uh, I mean, you take a look at, at a team like Vegas and uh, in, in Florida too. Both of those teams made some big time moves to to change uh, the aspect of their teams. You, you look at Florida, you know, trading their best player and getting a uh, you know Kachuk back, and in Vegas making big time moves, uh, yeah, getting Eichel there, and so that that's that's the dream for for the Wild is uh, when they have the money available, you know, if some of these prospects if they don't see them in their in their futures, that they can use them as assets to get that number one center or get another high scoring winger to to help Caprice out because. Uh, you know, it seems like when it comes to the playoffs that there's so much pressure on Krill solely to to be to be that guy. Same thing with Matt Boldy. I mean, we forget how young Matt Boldy is still. Yeah. Too. Um, and so uh, you could tell uh, when they talked to him at the end of the year that, uh, you know, he was mass- massively disappointed in himself and really hard on himself. And so hopefully, you know, that, you know, in the future year, they have another big time asset 
you know, on the forward ranks to, to help them if, you know, if these uh, prospects don't fully step up. And there will be others added since. Right. I mean, there are other names that are on this list that aren't necessarily on ELCs yet or just have not entered into the equation. I know the big one um, Spoke Z talks about quite a bit is Murat Hustendinov. So that's a name to watch Oh yeah, <laughs> um, as he continues to do his thing. You've got Danil Yurov as well. Some of these the guys, yeah. yeah, some of these guys will will gravitate towards Iowa here within the next couple of years is the hope. And then after that, you can get a clearer timetable as to uh, when they can come up and help. But again, the main point, the big takeaway from today's episode is that this is why you need to see some of these young kids get some playing time over the next couple of seasons because you have a handful of players that are locked in past 2025, 2026. And beyond that, it's pretty, it's pretty wide open. And so yeah, of course. <laughs> g- give these guys a shot to, uh, to see what you have with them and just start to check off some boxes as you get to that point, because this is, this is the window, this is the time frame that Bill Guerin has been adamant about is that once the cap hits for Parisi and Suter go down to just the buyouts, you're down to just that $1.6 million for both, then there aren't any excuses. There's, there's no excuse because that's, that's what we have been moving towards this whole time. And if the winning doesn't happen there... There's there's nothing to uh, nothing to hide behind. So mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. It uh, it is interesting just to start to kind of look into that crystal ball because as much as we try to clearly define, there still is a lot of a lot of room for interpretation. So we will uh, leave things at that for today. That'll do it for today's episode of Locked On Wilds. Again, if this is your first time tuning in to Locked On Wild, we thank you for joining us today. And hope that you stick with Lockdown Wild through the rest of the offseason into next season as well. If you are one of the everydayers that tunes in on a daily basis, thanks for tuning in once again today. And uh, we'll have a double feature for you tomorrow. So make sure to tune in for that. Uh, Make sure either way you follow us on YouTube and subscribe on your favorite podcast platforms. So you don't miss out on any new content throughout the week. We have new episodes for you each and every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.